Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Tom and Warren on Joy. So we have a new guest in here. We do. A nominator for an award, a Globe <laughs> Award. You know what? And this is good because this is not for your looks. This is actually for the oh, work for the you work. do. Okay, yeah, that's true. So I don't think I'm ever going to win an award for my looks, but I do. I appreciate that sentiment. No, good morning, t- Matthew Wade, oh, yeah. editor was, of Star Observer. <laughs> I'm, I'm Did first, you just pull someone in off the street and yeah. not introduce them? <laughs> How do you think I got this job? By pulling people off on the street. So <laughs> 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 you get through anything. <laughs> Sorry, we nominated for an award. Yeah, it's really exciting. The thing is, I know this is going to sound like a bit of a pageant answer, but I think it's really validating, not for myself personally, but just for the publication, because, you know, we're coming up to our 40th anniversary and we've kind of been there through it all, like all the major kind of LGBTI rights milestones in Australia. So, you know, Globe, the, the nomination may be for one award in particular, but I think it's just a nice reflection of, you know, to, or it's validating that we're doing the right kind of thing. And considering, I mean, let's just say print would have thought it's on its way out. Well, exactly. But it actually is coming, you know, people do still want to read things. We're not all yeah. sitting there watching 30-second videos. And I've heard so many people say in the past, like growing up, and I mean now as well, but um, this would kind of be their go-to source of information for community, like to kind of bring them to like... It was the only information we had yeah. as a young kid growing up in Sydney, and mm-hmm. I used to have to sneak past the Newtown Hotel and try and make sure my dad or somebody I knew didn't see yeah. me grabbing the <laughs> newspaper because that was the end of me. And that was the only thing you could... Then you'd have to go home and put that under my bed and have a look at those little pictures on the back. But there's been some <laughs> other milestones this week because last Friday there was a brand new Spider-Man game released and um, fans have noticed that there's a pride flag in the city which is really good and one fan has said thinking about all the 12 year old kids who'll be playing this game and seeing this in towns where it's not safe to put that flag up how good's that it's incredible. It's like it's one of those things where some people might deride it as tokenistic, or it's just it's just it's symbolic, really, more than anything else. But that makes a difference. Like you know, when people were growing up, even myself, ten years ago, like none of that kind of stuff would have been there. Like even just subtle things like that, which make you make you feel recognised and you know uh, valued. Absolutely. So Star Observer, it's out? Yeah, it's shoot? out this week, yes. And that's, uh, the physical edition is actually here this week. I know last time it was a bit late. But, um, yeah, it's out uh, this week on the streets. So um, you can pick it up, obviously, wherever you are, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, wherever. And who's our cover? So we've got a few different people on the cover, but they're all uh, gender diverse and trans advocates actually from Melbourne, which is great. Um, I guess post-marriage equality and post-postal survey, I guess the focus of a lot of conservatives has shifted from the altar, so to speak, to the classroom. And a lot of that has kind of involved trans identity. So people are, you know, trying to use trans people as a weapon in a sense to make parents and conservatives feel, I guess, scared that that's the next frontier for LGBTI rights, which it is in a sense. Um, so well, I guess... calling it gender whispering. Yeah, we? well, that's it. You yeah. Know, we're whispering. And that young lady, young girl, that 12-year-old girl mm. went on the television show and actually Evie, asked yeah. the Prime Minister a question oh, yeah. about you've this stole my childhood and all he could say was as the right of a parent comes first 
what the right of the person than the right of the parent. That is how it goes. I'm a parent of three children. My children's rights come first, then my right comes as a human. Well, it's not a coincidence that I think within two weeks, you know, Scott Morrison, not only the, well, obviously that happened, the gender whisperer comment, which is was ridiculous, but, you know, he also mentioned that, uh, he, he specifically mentioned that he sent his daughters to a private school so that they could actually avoid things to like avoid safe schools. That, yeah. yeah, so um, that's very much where we're at at the moment. I guess people that are, I guess, anti-LGBTI in a sense or are trying to diminish our rights, that's the kind of battleground that they're playing it out on. It's around trans and gender diverse identities. And as a parent, let me tell you, sending your children to those lovely schools, they're very protected. They're well, you know, <laughs> nothing is ever going to happen but in he, those highly yeah. schools. But he, <laughs> he would have deliberately sought out a school that doesn't have that because a friend of mine's a teacher at a, a, a very wealthy private school and they have a whole you know, LGBTI program. Well, that's support it, yeah. group as well, so it's not all private schools. So he's obviously... Well, exactly, yeah. Yes, 100%. So I guess, yeah, for this issue, we kind of really wanted to focus on gender more broadly, but champion some of those advocates like the three cover stars that we've got so Jacob, Tiara and Anastasia um, I guess champion the amazing work that they're doing and many people in the community uh, to forward the trans movement and trans rights in Melbourne and in Australia because we've got to keep going we, 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 this protest has not stopped we've won one silly right to get married but there's still a lot more out there to chase and a lot of people yeah I think uh, aren't necessarily it's, it's not even necessarily they're willfully ignorant but they're maybe not even aware of some of those real issues that are still facing people in the community so I guess that kind kind of passion and uh, momentum that was built throughout the Marriage Equality campaign, if we can keep that going and really help the most vulnerable people in our community, which at the moment really is trans and gender diverse people, that would be great. Uh, now, you also talk about drag families. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of uh, on the line of gender, but um, we kind of looked at a little bit about how family rejection and homelessness affect LGBTI people disproportionately. Um, and we interviewed a couple of drag queens who having been through that experience, uh, formed their own family with each other, so they're each other's drag sister in a sense, and that it really is a testament to the idea that, you know, we kind of really create our own families often in the queer community. So it's and a really like lovely story. We choose our family mm-hmm. in a part of this community, mm. but then that leads on to the fantastic uh, show Pose that uh, you yeah. went to interview, <laughs> which is all about the drag family, exactly. and, you know, and coming mm-hmm. together. And oh, how exciting. Have you seen the first episode yet? Well... I don't know whether I'm allowed to say yes. Technically, I have okay. watched it, but I'm not quite sure whether it's going to air yet. Oh, no, it has. It has, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I, I've got to think of my golf course contract. Have I oh, watched sorry, it or yeah. not? Oh, yes, right, I've okay. watched it. <laughs> it was on Tuesday, I believe. But, um, it's Correct. A, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a groundbreaking show because I think it's got the largest trans and gender diverse cast, I think, ever, um, which is amazing in itself. But it also is about a really interesting subject. Um, some listeners obviously would be familiar with the amazing documentary Paris is Burning from yeah. the early 90s. And it's kind of, I guess a fictionalised account of that scene. Um, And so we interviewed the main star, MJ Rodriguez, who's a trans woman of colour. And, um, yeah, I just think it's such... It's an incredible show, but just the subject, the fact that we're getting that kind of stuff in our screens, it it ties into what you were saying, Warren, about Spider-Man having um, the game, having the rainbow flag. It's like seeing so much of that representation out there these days is amazing. There's more to do, obviously, but... And she's fantastic in Pose. Oh, my God, she blows you away. Big time. She's, yeah, breakout star, And the best thing about Pose, everyone, you get to see where Madonna stole... Oh, yeah. She can claim it all, she yeah. They've been saying it for years. She stole it from yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. We, um, you also touch on queer refugee women. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. No, the federal government they are scared that refugees will pretend that they're gay. Is that correct? Yeah, that's kind of been a common consensus. Um, not even in Australia, but abroad as well. Um, that I guess people are saying, oh, well, people are just going to pretend. I remember. I think it was in. 
oh, was it in Austria? They actually denied someone asylum because they de- denied an Iraqi asylum seeker asylum because they thought he was acting gay, like he was putting it on um, to try to seek refuge. Mm. Um, and so there's a, well, there's a group in Australia at the moment called uh, the Queer Sisterhood Project. And it's interesting because when it comes to asylum seekers, gay and bisexual men are already quite invisible in that community. But in recent, in maybe the last year or so, there's been a lot more kind of discussions around them. Um, there have been groups set up in Melbourne um, who have marched for their rights. But still, no one, the actual queer, sorry, queer refugee women are completely left out of that conversation. So while visibility for gay and bi men in uh, their asylum seekers is steadily growing, queer refugee women are just not talked about at all. So this group and the two, uh, so the couple that have created it, are trying to not only bring visibility to queer refugee women, but also provide a safe space, a peer support network, I guess, for them to come together and share their experiences. But which, we're still sending back asylum seekers who identify as queer. Yeah, 100%. Back to countries that have the death penalty. Exactly. And I think that's interesting. Uh, one thing that uh, the couple noted in that interview, which I thought was really profound, was that I think a lot of people think that uh, when people seek asylum and they come to another country that their, their story ends there, like in terms of hardship. Um, but for people that are queer, whether it's they're men or women, um, often they still face discrimination when they get to wherever it may be because Australia is not like a 100% accepting, as we well know, a <laughs> country. So for women, men, whatever, if they are actually granted asylum in some capacity, um, they still face uh, repercussions and discrimination here as well. Now, we're giving away tickets to Share this morning. You touch on Share as well? Yeah, we just had um, a writer who put a, penned a really nice piece together about, I guess, in a sense, how Share saved his life. So I think a lot of people, I mean, stand culture is really popular at the moment about, like, you know, how gay men really worship these divas like Cher and Madonna and Mariah Carey, who's my favourite. Um, but Harley- Minogue. Kylie Minogue, sorry, I should have mentioned well, Kylie. He's yeah. never allowed in the studio. <laughs> and Danny, sorry, Danny, Kylie, oh. yep. Um, but Nathan, who penned this piece about Cher, it kind of really taps into that idea that, you know, some of these divas and these pop icons, they really can change your life in a way. I mean, when you're growing up and you don't have a network of people to really talk about your identity with, when you see these kind of amazing divas who have this kind of ethereal presence like Cher, it kind of gives you this idea, and Nathan mentioned it too, that, you know, there is life outside of the hardship of high school and bullying, like you can kind of get out of that and go to this amazing place where, you know, people are accepting and it's fabulous and, you know. But we have to love these icons because these icons for years have actually been they're the ones who embrace my gay fans. I exactly, mean, they always, yeah. you know, and you go to scene and the first thing they say is, where's all my gays? Yeah. You know, like, hey! <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, we're giving away tickets this morning. This is our last chance if you, if you want to last enter. Last chance. Last chance. We want to know what the movies are that these songs are from. See if you can guess any, man. We keep coming back to these two hearts. If you want to know, to be When a lovely flame dies. You reckon you know any? I'm probably showing my age, but I reckon I no, I know I know for sure the last two. Okay, um, the first three I don't know. I know that I know one of the songs, but I'm not sure which film they're from. Sorry. Well, do you know what? Competition is closed because we're about to announce the winner. Yep. What is it, Matthew? Let's put him on the spot. I don't know the first three, but the no. second last one was from Burlesque, I'm pretty sure. You haven't seen the last of me, and the last one was obviously from Mamma Mia to Fernando. The second song was uh, then the star. Then what? No, what was it again? It's in his kiss. What's the song called? Shoop, shoop. Yes, I'm not sure what, what film is that from. Though. Mermaids. Ah, okay. Sorry, you can say the other two. I'm not sure about the other two. Well, Andy's going to need to tell us. Do we know what the other ones were? So the first song, let's get it. We keep coming back from the movie, Chances Are. 
from the movie Mermaids, the Shoop song. Tea with Mussolini was the name of the movie. Burlesque, of course. And Mamma Mia 2, here we go again. So we're going to draw it out next. Matt Wade, editor of Star Observer. Thank you this oh, thank morning. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Anytime. We'll see you next month. Thank you. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.